as I need to do something about it. I need to surround myself with people who have access to opportunities. Because one of the things, Don, that I firmly believe in, that there are certain accelerators, right? There's certain accelerators in life and in business that if you have access to those, you can really um, get ahead of the curve. You can really, really, you know, essentially catapult yourself to the stratosphere. All right, welcome back to another edition of the Started Up Podcast. I have on a guest today, and he's more than a guest. He's a friend. I've known him for quite a long time. And Talal Gondal was one of those guys that um, was just helpful, uh, always helpful. And he connected not only with Ava, but then he connected with some of my students. I was just going kind to of give them advice along the way. Um, and then also just how to work with people and, and how to connect with people. And a lot of times when certain things happen, when you're onto something, you might as well write a book about it because it's provided value to others. So he's done this, that. So Talal, that was a long rolling introduction, but thank you for being on the show. Thank you for having me, brother. So I'm excited here. Uh, again, known you for quite a while. Um, tell me, actually, let's go straight into the book and then we'll go into some of the past and how you got here. So tell me a little bit about the, uh, the book, the upcoming book. Yeah, sure. So I actually wrote a book called Turbocharged Networking, and there's a, a great story behind the book. A few years ago, I was actually made redundant from my job. I was laid off and uh, it was just, I, I went into the office, uh, they call me in and they say that, you know, we're, we're closing down the whole office. We're closing down the whole branch, uh, which was in my city. And they said, we're gonna close it all down. And, uh, you know, everybody's going to be made redundant. And uh, obviously that, that, that was a big shock. Didn't really know what to do. Um, you know, it's, it's just completely out of the blue. We didn't expect it. You know, things were going okay as far as we were concerned. Um, and I, I, I didn't know where, where else to go. I had a young family. Um, you know, I, I, I just had uh, my second child that was born a few months earlier. And uh, so obviously I needed to provide. I needed to find a job and I need to do it quickly. And it was, it was really, really hard. I was really stressed out. I didn't know where to turn. And that was the starting point. That was the time when I realized that I needed more than just my basic skills, my basic qualifications, the basic knowledge that I received through my, the education system. I needed something more. I needed a network. And it, that, that dawned on me because I was at that time listening to podcasts and I was listening to you know more, a lot of the self-development stuff. And on one of the podcasts, which is The Mentee, that was the name of the podcast hosted by Jeff Woods, he said a quote by Jim Rohn, which was, you are the average of the five people you spend the time with. And, and I kid you not, literally time froze for me. I, I literally was just like in complete shock. I was like, wow, I had never, I've never thought about it like that. That is really powerful. And literally I, I paused the podcast, I grabbed up, you know, a piece of paper and a pen, and I wrote down the name of the five people who I spend the most time with. And I asked myself the question, I mean, are they where they want to be? I'm in a really, really tough situation right now. I need a job. I need to provide for my family, but I don't know what to do. Who's got the answers for me? Who do I turn to? And the people on the list, I mean, they're great people. I love spending time with them, their friends and family, but are they where I want to be? Have they achieved everything I want to achieve? And do they lift me up 
and do the tear me down. Yeah. And that was the starting point. That was the starting point of me realizing I need to surround myself with powerful people. I need to surround myself with high achievers. I need to surround myself and build a strong network around me where I can turn around to people. And when, when I'm in, uh, I'm in, I need some help. I need some support. I need to I have some questions I need answer and I can talk to them and, and they can tell me from their experience, from their expertise, um, you know, and, and help me out. And so that's when it started. And then that led to me starting my YouTube channel where I've interviewed, you know, some of the most successful people in the world. I mean, you, you were there a few times, uh, you know, I interviewed you there and uh, it, it just, you know, I, I started to connect with so many different people from all walks of life, um, really, really successful people. And uh, then that kind of translated into my book, which is called Turbocharged Networking. And it's all about how do you get started? How do you get started from absolute zero, not knowing any anything and then start to build relationships with really high level super achievers um and and you know actually maintain that relationship over a long period of time like you say you know we've known each other for years and you know how do you maintain that relationship over a long period of time because a lot of people they start off on good foot you know you 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 start off and you have a great connection you you meet somebody new and, and that's fantastic you're collaborating you're working on something but over time it dies out and so my book is all about helping people how to get started up from, even if you don't know anything about networking, if you don't know anything about building relationships, if you don't know anything about how to start a conversation with a super high level achiever, a top expert, a top leader or a top influencer in your area or field or industry, how do you do that? And then how do you build that relationship? How do you invest in the relationship? How do you build relationship capital and then maintain it over a long period of time? So I love that story. Uh, one, uh, first of all, when when was the the layoff? What what year was that? That layoff was actually in the June of twenty fifteen. Okay, so I, I, I love that because I get my brain going because like one of the things that I struggle with is that in in my role, uh, and I'm not saying this flippantly, but I meet quite literally ten to fifteen people a day at least. Um, and, and, and some people you obviously you click with and other people it's like, it's been good meeting you. And, and, and that's the nature of it. But the people that I'm like, Oh man, th this man, this guy, this lady, I, we need to connect more. Like you said, sometimes it fizzle out because we're, we're so busy. Uh, so it's that intentionality. Um, and, and, and before I, before I circle back to that, um, Actually, you know, let me, let me keep going, but I, I do want to go and ask you on like that whole, the five people you surround yourself with. That is an old axiom that couldn't have been the first time you've heard that. Like, when did it all of a sudden, well, I guess I am changing questions now and I will circle back to the, the, the renewing old context, but like that you, you are the five people you meet, not a new thing. You've heard that before, but why all of a sudden did it become urgent and real to you then? So the, 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 it, was, it, was, it was the circumstances, right? Like you have to th imagine a place where I was. I was at a place where I have just been laid off from my job, the only job I had, the only income source I had, the only way I had to provide for my family. Um, I didn't know anything else out of it. That was it, right? And then when that income stream dies out, I have nowhere else to turn. I have no uh, family around me. I have, uh, you know, I have friends, obviously, but I can't rely on my friends to lend, you know, support me while I'm actually looking for a job and, uh, you know, to try and try and find something else. And uh, I have no other, essentially, you know, skills outside of my very narrow field 
you know, my, the, the job that I did, that was the only kind of skills I had. I was a math lecturer and that's it. That's all I knew. And it was the unique, unique blend of circumstances that then suddenly sparked something. I saw things very, very differently. When I heard that quote, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with, it suddenly changed everything because that unique circumstances led me to believe, right, okay, so there is, uh, there's, there's something clearly here in this quote that I have missed. I might have heard something, you know, maybe I've, I've listened in passing and just like, oh yeah, that sounds cool. And just kind of forgotten about it, put it in the back of my head, which is, which is we do all the time, right? We listen to something just like, yeah, that sounds cool in the moment. And then you put it in the back of your mind and you forget about it. But it was the unique bl blend of circumstance that made me realize I need to do something about it. I need to surround myself with people who have access to opportunities. Because one of the things, Don, that I firmly believe in, that there are certain accelerators, right? There's certain accelerators in life and in business that if you have access to those, you can really um, get ahead of the curve. You can really, really, you know, essentially catapult yourself to the stratosphere. And there are a few of them. There's, you know, one of them is obviously knowledge. If you have access to special knowledge, if you have uh, access to unique knowledge, then that's fantastic because that, that, that's, that's something that can help you accelerate. Yeah. Another one is money. If you have lots of money, you can use that money and leverage that to help you accelerate. Um, the next one is resources. If you have access to specialized resources, unique resources, that will help you accelerate right, in life and in business. Another one um, is uh, going to be opportunities. Right. So if you have access to opportunities, specialized, perfect opportunity, um, then that will really help you accelerate your life. OK, so there's these certain accelerators that we come across in our lives. And the thing is, the most of the time we, we chase them, right? We chase money, we chase knowledge, we chase, uh, you know, uh, a status, we, we chase maybe, um, you know, uh, an opportunity. We chase these things. But I think one of the things that we kind of forget about is that there's a master key that will help you unlock all of them, right? And that master key is people. It's your connection with people. It's who 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 you know, right? So it's not about what you know, it's about who you know. But more importantly, who knows you yeah. and that is so powerful right that's the master right. key because people have access to resources people are the ones who develop the technology people are the one who hold the knowledge people are the one who have access to opportunities so if you have lots of connections if you have a strong network that is the master key to unlocking all those accelerators so i, I love all that uh, because obviously my, my realm is working with youth and, and I'm sitting here listening to all that and saying, and you know, you're going to be ahead of that game and build trust, you know, because uh, in, in my career, when I had some of those students that just built not only a network, but trust early, they were falling over opportunities. They, because people were bringing them to them. So a matter of fact, I'll, I'll give this in a, in a different metaphor. I had a friend of mine that uh, he would basically buy old cars and uh, fix them up. And I'm talking about somewhat desirable cars. So like, like one, of his, one of his favorites was finding the old SL convertibles uh, from Mercedes. So right. ones from the 60s, 70s, and 80s. Um, he used to do this all through the 90s and early 2000s. So I'm dating this a little bit. But like he, he found... Um, he would find cars out in California right. and then arrange it to where he'd have them shipped back. And I, I live in Indianapolis, which is quite a ways away, but anyway, he, he got to do it so often that people were out there looking for him. 
Hmm. And the people were bringing him opportunities. And then somebody like, oh, hey, hey, John, there's a really neat, you know, 67 Corvette for sale. Hey, John, there's a really neat. And then like once he established a relationship and had trust in those relationships, he was literally like people were bringing him opportunity after opportunity. And so I think that 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 trust is so important after the networking. Absolutely. You're absolutely right. The, the trust has to be there. You have to build rapport. You have to actually build that trust with people, uh, with your network and make sure that you're able to maintain that over a long period of time. And so there, there, there's there's one there are a few key things here. I think I and, and in my book, I actually talk about this. I call them the seven golden rules of networking. Right. So these golden rules, they, they must be obeyed by one and all at all times. And it's, it's like you said, it's about being intentional. So when you when you follow these rules and you're intentional about it, then that really helps you build that trust, build that rapport and make sure that you are able to maintain that with your network over a long period of time. Um, so, you know, I'll, I'll quickly just do a run through with them because I think it's very relevant to what you just talked about, about building trust. And so first one is divorce your ego ego right leave your ego aside it's not about you okay you you're connecting with other people and so that leads on nicely to the second one which is be more interested in them than trying to be interesting yourself right you need to show interest in the other person and, and this, this is something that most of the time we kind of forget about we are dealing with the conversation in the moment we're dealing with the person's appearance in the moment we're dealing with the person's uh you know perspective their ideas or whatever they're saying in the moment and what we sometimes forget is the person behind the conversation the the human connection that needs to be there and so that's really important you have to really be interested in them what they're passionate about what they're working on what are their challenges what are their struggles what do they need help with right now and that that's the second one the third one is to come from a place of value and service. You need to make sure that you are actually coming from a place of value. You're trying to help the other person. And, and this is something I actually truly believe in. Like if you want to build trust with somebody, you want to build rapport with somebody, the quickest way is to help them with something. Help them with something that they're struggling with. Right? Because yeah. a lot of the times when you struggle with something, your immediate network might not be able to help you, right? Your friends and family, they're kind of part of the same sphere. And so they might ha not have the solution to your unique problem or issue or whatever it is that you're going yes. through. Yes. So it's, it's important to have a very wide, diverse network. Um, but if you come from a place of value, you've added value to the other person first, then that allows you to leverage that relationship um, for when you actually need help, right? So can, when you can, need can help, I can I add to that, Talal? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, also, don't expect anything in return right away. I I, I see so many people that mm. like they'll use like I just want to provide value to you. Okay, yeah. my two biggest pet peeves. Um, hey, I want to pick your brain. No, mm. no, I'm too busy, and I I am saying that not in a place of arrogance, in the sense of I want to pick your brain is literally may I take time away from you so I can benefit? I also yeah. want to have some benefit of it as well. Number two, yeah. the people like, I just want to bring you value. Great. Mm. You know, here's, here's some things I need done. And if mm. they go and do it, awesome. If they're like, well, that's nice and I'll get to that, but I want you still to do what I want you to do. Yeah. Like that's, that's telling. 
So if, if you're going out there and, you, and you're calling somebody that is successful, uh, they're successful because they're single focused on what they have to do in the mission they're on. Part of their mission is not growing and developing you. Now, yeah. if you grow and develop because you're helping them, mm. then great. And I, and I think that that's where, you know, sometimes the current generation, they, they, they and, and I'm, I'm talking about, you know, Gen Z, millennials were probably a little bit more guilty of this than, than, than Gen Z, is that, you know, uh, we, we have to make sure that uh, we all are, are equal. You're not. You're just mm. starting out. That you're just starting out. And, and so when you're like, well, I've given you an hour of my time. Where's my hour? You have to treat it like an education. So anyway, I, I had to stop there because I've just seen so many people <laughs> just like, you know, well, I, I, you know, I connected with you and brought you value. No, mm. you know, you, kind of, but yeah. keep doing it and, and, and then treat it like a college education. You, you don't expect for your college to start paying you. Mm. You, you pay the college to learn and then hopefully you can take those relationships and that knowledge. So that, that little transactional of I've called to bring you value and this people calling you out on your BS, you know, don't be upset if right away they don't go, no, I'm too busy. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And, and, I, and, and this is really important. I think you, you actually absolutely hit the nail on the head there, Don, because you can't view it as a transaction. It's not a give or a take. That's not how it works, right? This is, you cannot see it. If I, if I give you an hour, you give me an hour, right? If I, if I, you know, make a connection for you, you have to make a connection for me. It is not a transaction. So this is, this is, an, uh, I think, um, uh, something that people get tied into quite easily, but it's very important that you're intentional about it, which is why, you know, the first point I mentioned was divorce your ego. You have to leave it to one side. It's got nothing to do with you, right? you're genuinely trying to connect with the other person and therefore you have to come from a place of value. You truly have to be interested in them and find out their hopes and their dreams and their challenges and what they're struggling with and genuinely try and add value by, by, by solving their issues, right? Like come up with a solution, like do something about it, right? Um, and a lot of the times I think it's important to do your research well, like know the person really, really well, do the research and uh, start off with the right foot, like start off with a piece of value that you already have. Hey, Don, I have something that I, I can offer you right now, a connection, maybe a resource, maybe, you know, whatever it is right off the bat, you want to start off on the right foot. Okay. So yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, and you know, Don, would, would you would you mind if I if I take the listeners behind the scenes for with uh, um, how how we ended up on this podcast? Is that okay? Sure, absolutely. Awesome. So we've known each other for how many years now? About five years or so, Don. Yeah, I'd say about that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, about four or five years. And in all that time, in all that time, when we have since we have known each other, how many asks have I made from you? One. Two, one, two, <laughs> yeah. maybe, yeah, and that was only to come, come on and, and have an interview on my show, right? Yeah, yeah, right. And I was still trying to add value back to you, yeah. Um, and when we connected, um, you know, you you actually turned around to me and you're just like, hey, you know, I know your book's coming out, why don't you come on onto my podcast? Yeah, right. And that's because you're trying to add value back to me, you know, you have that reciprocation impulse that's been yeah. kicked in. Right. And you were just saying, hey, I want to add value back to Talal. But it didn't start off with a call like, hey, Don, you, you've been on my podcast a few times. Um, I want to come on yours now. 
Right. It wasn't a transaction. It was right. like for literally years and years and years, I, you know, I tried to connect with so many people. I tried to, you know, interview you on my show, etc. And it was just me just trying to add value because I wanted to invest in the relationship. Right. I didn't want anything out of it. I was, I was putting, I was making transaction in the relationship. Right. Well, and to, and to be fair, the, the relationship started with my daughter. Yeah. You know, like you had seen what Ava was doing on LinkedIn and she asked you a couple questions. And if my memory serves correctly, Ava was on before I was. Um, well, actually, what happened was we previously before before that happened, before I actually connected with Ava, we connected before that. Um, through uh, our mutual friend Kai Whiting. Oh, that's right. Yep, 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 yep. Yeah, and who, then oh my gosh. that led to Ava. Yeah. Yes. Who, ironically, I discovered Kai because I had done uh, some things with a guy named Tom Bilyeu. And Tom, on mm. a couple of occasions, like, hey, there's this guy named Kai Whiting who just mm. called me and then started giving me show notes and then did a little research for me. And I was like, okay. That's cool because Kai expected nothing from him. He was like, you know, he liked the show called Inside Quest. Yeah. And so I connected with Kai because I'd heard about him with through Tom. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. So and then through meeting to Kai, you're right. My my memory, uh, it's it's a little fuzzy and I'm sorry, but you're right. It, it was it was through Kai. That's hilarious. I'm glad your memory is better than mine, by the way. You're a bit that's, <laughs> that's okay, Don. Well, because I've I've actually I've actually told this story in the book. <laughs> this story is actually in the book. <laughs> Speaking, right? yes, yeah. So anyway, like, and I, I, I side trails. We're almost done with all the golden rules. Did you want yeah, to yeah, yeah. more? Yeah, I'll, I'll carry on. So uh, the next golden rule um, is uh, to be genuine. I think it's the, it's the fifth one now uh, is to be genuine and be authentic. You cannot fake this. Okay. You cannot fake this at all. When you're trying to connect with somebody, we as humans have um, like, built in intuition we pick up bs right we pick up when people are being fake we're very very good at that we're adapted to identify patterns so when somebody's trying to be fake we pick it up straight away and so you have to be genuinely authentic you have to set that intention that i'm going to do this because um i am i'm being genuine i'm being authentic and i genuinely want to connect with the person and i want to add value to them and i want to invest in the relationship yeah. And after that, it leads to being curious. You have to be curious. You have to ask lots of questions. You have to find out and connect with the person behind the conversation, the person behind the front, the person behind the screen. Because nowadays we're all, you know, on, on Zoom calls and Teams calls and all sorts of other stuff. The person behind the screen, quite a lot of the times we just end up staring at a screen and the person behind the screen, we're just having a very linear sort of conversation. It's about going deeper. It's about connecting with the person, their emotions, their hopes, their dreams, what are they struggling with? That is what you want to do. You want to be genuinely yes. curious. And the final one, and uh, well, I think, sorry, the second to last one, uh, I think I had my count mis mixed up there, um, is being patient. Because a lot of the times you will not get that immediate you know result that you might be expecting hey you know I, I connected with don and now me and don are going to be best friends forever that's that's not going to work okay it takes time to build trust like you said it takes time to build it's important that you do spend that time to build that trust with your network with the people you're connecting with especially if they're really really successful especially if they are you know light years ahead of you and i'll share a very quick story here this um, 
I don't know if you're familiar with Gene McNaughton. Do you know Gene McNaughton, Don? Uh, not as, yes, but not okay. as, as in-depth as I probably should. Right, okay. So Gene McNaughton is the guy who literally grew, um, what's it called, gateway computers um, from a company that started off in a garage to 11 billion international powerhouse. He then moved on to work with some of the top uh, people in the personal development industry, including Chet Holmes, Jan Asaraf, and Tony Robbins. He was actually the executive vice president of sales for all of Tony Robbins' companies. And while he was there, he literally shattered all the previous sales records from the previous three decades in just three years that he was there. Right? And I wanted to interview him. I wanted to interview him on my show. And I, I reached out to him a few times and it didn't really go anywhere. We started the conversation and then it kind of fizzled out. And I, I, you know, over time kept pursuing it, kept trying to chase it up, et cetera. And finally I managed to get an interview with Gene um, after two years. I chased that interview for two years. I tried to build that relationship for two years and failed, right? That was complete failure. I didn't get anywhere because every time I, it led to something, you know, he would just get too busy and he, like, I couldn't get to it, right? But it was, I chased it for two years. I did not give up. So you have to be patient. Again, this is a story I talk about in the book. You know, I, I, I chased that interview for two years and finally managed to connect with him. And, you know, it, now that I'm actually launching my book, Gene spent a lot of time um, with me talking to me about how he you know, got his book to an international bestseller. And he was sharing a lot of his insights and tips with me and gave me a lot of homework to do. He's like, look, if you want your book to be an international bestseller, this are, these are the things you need to do. Work on these things, avoid these things, look out, out for these things, but make sure you do these things. And I've been working on those. So, you know, it's so powerful to have that connection now because, you know, Gene actually took me behind the scenes and told me everything, how he, you know, scaled his book to an international bestseller. Um, and, Quickly moving on to the last one, which is make sure that you're you're smiling, right? And so whether that's a conversation over the phone, whether yeah. that is a conversation through a screen, whether that is an email or a message or a you know social media post, whatever it is, make sure that it's something that is 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 genuine and it's it has mm. it makes the other person smile. Yes. Right. Makes the other person smile. You want it to be a genuine connection. You don't want it to be a series of back and forth linear conversation. Right. You want it to go deeper. You want to connect with the person and you want to make them smile. And I think that's really important as well. So those are the seven golden rules of networking. I'm so sorry if I messed up my count halfway through. Uh, but yeah, those are the seven golden rules of networking. I think that last point is so important. Um, you hear them smiling kind of thing. Uh, every now and then people use the approach of uh, guilt. Yeah. You know, like you've done so well and I haven't, and you should connect with me. Mm. Now th that, that may work short term. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, but the, that just won't sustain, you know, kind of like, you know, when, <laughs> Oh boy, I, I'm gonna give I'm gonna give a reference, and it's 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 horrible. Please, no hate mail. But like when when uh, a kid comes to my door and sells overpriced candy for their school, uh, I, I may do it out of guilt because I'm like, oh, I'm a teacher, I should support the school. But it's not necessarily you know guilt. 
guilt transactions are always single. Yeah. And so when you're wanting to start a relationship, you're right. Like you're doing it out of joy and there's mutual value. So yeah. I, 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 I just like that that was your last point. Cause I just think it's so important of, you know, that mission you're on matters. That reason why you're curious, that reason why you want to learn, the reason why you want to connect matters, not oh, yeah. you owe me. And, and I think that that is like a seriously common trap that people get caught in because immediately the people that want to connect with others, it's because they're successful. Mm-hmm. Now yeah. I could, I can even say maybe it's because they have a lot of money, but if that's your first inkling, do not like go down that pipeline of you owe me. Second thing is that as I was, you were going down those wonderful rules um, I'm going to also add in the, the YouTuber theory. Um, when I taught my class, Innovation Open Source Learning, <clears throat> the open source learning part was, was who do you want to learn from? You open source that. Because if a student said, I want to learn how to you know, and pick your skill that I didn't know what to do, and that was the majority of them, then I'd say, okay, find the person you want to learn from. Well, to no one's surprise, a decent amount of kids were like, they wanted to learn from YouTubers. Um, mostly because some of the YouTubers had a niche and they had a, a specific skill or some of them were just, you know, vloggers and video game responders and things of this nature. So one of the rules we had was, um, you know, let, let, let's just say that um, like there's Ninja who has probably over 5 you know, million subscribers. Ninja's probably not going to get back to you right away or at mm-hmm. all because Ninja probably has those requests literally three or four an hour. There's just no way he can keep up with it. Yeah. So I'd say, don't go for 5 million, go for 5,000. A person that has built up 5,000 subscribers has put in a lot of hard work. Yeah. Matter of fact, I know some people that have just hit 3,000. They've put in a lot of hard work. Their insights are going to be a lot more practical. Now, mind you, and then the guy that has 5 million, there's, mm. there's just, just by time alone, if they're making their money streaming, like if they spend a half an hour with you, it, 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 it may be transactional. Now, the person that has got 5,000 subscribers, they may say, hey, you know what? I want to help you because I'm you. You know, I just started this a, a year or two years ago and I'm happy to hit 5,000. Who knows? Maybe with connecting with a person like you, it's going to help me as well. So, in, in that pursuit of trying to find people to learn from, don't necessarily go for the five millionaire, go for the guy that just, you know, his business is just off the ground or running or the author that doesn't have a, a, a you know, a, you know, five Pulitzer Prize, you know, winning books, go for the, you know, person that is, you know, just launched their book and, and they're wanting to provide insights on what it took and, and all that good stuff. Because I, I do. I just think that too often people shoot for the moon right away and then they get frustrated because like, well, I wanted to learn about filmmaking and George Lucas never got back to me. He's a jerk. You're like, it's eh, hard, buddy. That's really hard. Yeah, exactly. No, you're absolutely right. I mean, you know, we, we talked about all these golden rules of networking. Um, and then I think that that leads in very nicely to what you just talked about. And that is relevance of scale. Right. The person who has got 5000 subscribers, for example, on YouTube, their insights, like you said, are going to be a lot more relevant to you. Because there are just a you know, few steps ahead of you, rather than somebody who's got 5 million subscribers, who are, you know, that, that person is literally light years ahead of you if you're a beginner, 
And so they have lots of insights, but a lot of that stuff might not be immediately relevant to you at all because you need to scale it to like, you know, 50,000 or 100,000 or, you know, 500,000 subscribers before you can actually start to actually practically apply their insights and, and their sort of strategies to scale it to 5 million. But until you even get to that level, you need to have the relevance of scale clarity to say, well, actually, which scale is going to be most beneficial to me, right? Like, so which yeah. one's going to move the needle the most for me from where I am right now? Yes. Yes. Yeah, that's a, that's a great point. I, 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 I yeah, I, I like how you're laying this out because obviously you put a lot of thought into it, but you're also just really being intentional on them being intentional <laughs> on, yeah. on them. Cause like, you know, there's a like sometimes this the word networking invokes a lot of service organizations and a lot of people with business cards wanting to shake hands and talk to you later. All right, mm -hmm. buddy, and that's not it at all. Um, and and there's also the new catchphrases like "Hey, I'm here just to provide value to you." When everybody sees that you're just being transactional. So I, I, I like some of the, the rules you have laid out there and even in the order you're talking about. Um, speaking of writing the book, I mean, obviously this was years of you kind of collecting ideas and seeing what worked and what didn't work. But the, the process of writing the book itself, enjoyable? <laughs> Frustrating? Ooh, um, I, it, I'm, I have to, you know, kind of clarify a few points. Number one, I'm a first-time author. I've never written a book before right? Uh, completely new to this. And me writing this book started off as a more of a COVID focus project as in like, you know, during this time, there's not less, a lot else going on. So I need to focus on something that will, uh, you know, keep me motivated, keep me driven, keep me going. So what can I do? And I thought, hey, I'll, I'll start writing a book. And so I started to, you know, put this together and uh, started to put the layout together, etc. And there were lots of times where I got stuck, where I didn't know where to go to actually, you know, drive it forwards. There were so many times where I was like, what on earth are you doing? You've never done anything like this. You know, why, why would you inflict so much on yourself? Why don't you just leave this and move on and do something else? Right? Because it takes a lot of time. It took a long time, Dom, to actually write this book. And along the way, there were so many times, like I wrote the first six chapters, and then I got completely stuck. I got into the writer's block for like a month. Couldn't do anything. Um, and then again, I, I, I think I got to about chapter eight or nine. And once again, over there, I just got stuck. I was like, I, I don't know how to express these ideas, these, these strategies, these models, and, and put them onto paper. I don't know how to put that into sentences. It's, it's really advanced, complex stuff. And I need to put it in a really simple, straightforward way for people to pick up and, and follow. Uh, so there were lots of times where I got stuck. And, and the, the, thing, the key thing was I didn't, um, I didn't push forward um, despite the resistance. Right? Like I didn't try to force it. I just stayed with it. I tried to stay in the zone. So if I had written six chapters, I just kept going back over those six chapters, just trying to make improvement, just trying to make, you know, little adjustments, trying to add and take things away and just improve that. And I stayed with it, but I didn't force it. And then eventually I had a breakthrough. I'm like, oh, right, okay, yeah, let's follow this. Let's follow this lead. Let's follow, let's follow this uh, sort of like rabbit hole. And I'm sure that, you know, I'll be able to, kind of frame the rest of it as I go along. 
Um, and, and so the, the writing process was more based on discovery. I didn't go and join any writer's workshop and try to find my voice or, you know, discover my style of writing or anything like that. I actually just wrote it down very straightforward, matter of fact, exactly how it was, but in a simple way so people can pick up. And I try to share stories along the way so people get the, the perspective. They, they, they get the, the um, they get they get to go behind the scenes and they get to have some context around what I'm talking about as well and and that's done through story so I've shared quite of those stories um, in 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 the book as well. Well, man, the, yeah, I I know when I I wrote a book too and I had no idea what I was doing and kind of went through the same feelings and emotions. Uh, so I love that. Speaking of which, uh, is it ready for pre-order? Yes, absolutely. So the book is already ready for pre-orders um, and uh, it's uh, available from the actual website. You, the people can go to turbochargednetworking.com uh, altogether, no spaces, turbochargednetworking.com and uh, they'll be able to pre-order the book from there. We're offering some bonuses right now. Um, you know, they get access to the first chapter of the book instantly through an email download. They also uh, get to book a uh, you know, a breakthrough call with me one to one. So if anybody actually goes and pre orders the book right now, they actually get direct access to me for a breakthrough call. Um, and uh, I'm, I'm happy to talk to people and find out what what is it that they're working on and then find ways of uh, how I can I can help them with their journey. One of the key things that I also want to do is that uh, I'm, I'm, go I'm contacting local universities, schools, colleges, things like that. And one of the things I want to do is to help students um, and graduates upgrade their networking skills so they can create opportunities for themselves. They can go beyond just the basic knowledge and skills and experience, and they can actually start to build what I call social proof, build an online portfolio of social proof. As in, I have interviewed this top expert. I have interviewed this influencer. Um, I have been featured in this article. I've been featured in this magazine. I've been featured in this you know, industry relevant publication. I have got this blog where I've got you know 500 followers and i'm putting out content every single day and i'm actually interviewing uh you know top people uh in the industry about whatever the hot topics are etc so it's going beyond just your normal cv just your normal uh, job application form and just your basic knowledge skills and uh, experience that you get from the education system is going way beyond that and and become a producer in the sector, in the area, and in the industry, by engaging, by becoming an active, uh, you know, agent in the field, in the industry, rather than being a passive consumer, where you know, yes, you've got the basic skills, knowledge, and experience from the education system, you got a CV, you, you you can do application form and go for interviews, but you're pretty much on par with everybody else who's going to go for the same sort of jobs. So to differentiate yourself, I think it's really important to build that. Uh, online social proof so you can take that and then demonstrate your skills demonstrate your input demonstrate your activity in the industry and in the field that's awesome i man i, I love the fact that you can get some one-on-one -on -one. um guys listen to this ladies listen to this uh take that take advantage of that um, I think this book's going to do well. And quite frankly, I think you're going to get a lot of value on it. Plus that question you may have been asking in your head while you're listening to this podcast. Hey, guess what? 
you can have a conversation with him. You can do that. Uh, for my American listeners, uh, he is not in the United States. Uh, you are where, Talal? Uh, I'm actually uh, living in England, okay. UK. Yes. Okay. Where have you always? Why did I think that for a while you were living in Portugal? Uh, not sure. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were, I knew you were in Europe somewhere, but yeah. Uh, anyway, sorry, but yes. So there's some hours difference, um, but uh, make sure, you know, if you do pre-order uh, you connect with them, uh, it's a great offer opportunity. We'll make sure we have literally the links in the description of the podcast. Um, but yeah, to all, it, I love what you're doing. Love that you're giving these insights um, love that you've got basically what works and what doesn't. Cause I think it's going to bring uh, a lot of insights to people and yeah, get out there and start doing those things. Um, any last points before we bid adieu? Um, well, Don, first of all, thank you for having me on. And, uh, to everybody who's listening to this, um, I would urge you to strongly ask those questions. Who are the five people you spend the most time mm. with? Ask the question, are they where you want to be? Have they achieved everything they want to achieve, that you want to achieve? Because if they haven't, then what's your plan to upgrade your five? How, how are you going to find people who can help you, who can mentor you, who can drive you forward, who can motivate you? Positive people, successful people, bring them into your life so you can accelerate your life. And the next one, and the next one is, do the, the, the people you spend the most time with, do they tear you up or do they build you up? And that's a very important problem as well, because it's not just about networking and surrounding yourself with amazing people and positive people. It's also intentionally looking at the people around you and seeing, are they a positive influence in my life? Do they drive me forward? Do they uplift me? Do they motivate me? Do they mentor me and, and tell me things that actually help me with my life? Or do they actually tear me down and then being intentional about how much exposure you have you know you can't cut your relationships all the time they're friends or family or, or you know people around you you can't cut the relationship with them and I don't want you to but I do want you to be intentional about how much exposure you have to them so it's those basic questions that I asked myself that led to me doing so many things and and my book actually features uh you know amazing people that i've interviewed uh on 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 my youtube show um you know i, I talked about gene mcnaughton on the show uh you know he's he's featured in the book he's there's lots of insights and lots of tips uh from all these experts including gene himself don you're actually featured in the book so for people who are <laughs> followers of the podcast and who know don um you know don's actually in the book he's sharing his insights as well uh, about networking and and I'm sure he actually shares it on the podcast too. But, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm trying to bring as much value as I possibly can in the book to everybody. But it's like a, the, the, the most important thing is being intentional, starting off with the right intention about what is it that you want to achieve, who do you need to connect with in order to get there and how you're going to build that trust, how you're going to build that relationship, how you're going to invest in the relationship and how you're going to maintain it over a long period of time. Yeah. There you go. Talal Gondal. I appreciate you being on the show. This has been quite wonderful. And again, he's giving away some time. So are you serious? Like, I, yeah. <laughs> try that again. <laughs> I've okay. had an alarm go off. I've had a, all right, three. 
All right, Talal, sincerely, man, I appreciate you being on the show. Guys, again, if you're interested in this, please think about that pre-sale. You're going to get a conversation with them and get a little, little coaching and a little insight. So again, man, success with the book. I appreciate you being on. Appreciate our four to five-year friendship and the fact that we are continuing moving on. So Talal Gondal, thank you so much for being on the show. Yes, thank you, Don. I really appreciate it. And uh, thank you so much for allowing me to come here and add value to you, add value to your audience and add value to your platform. Um, that, that means a lot to me. Uh, and I genuinely really, really appreciate it. My book's coming out. Um, and uh, again, I'm trying to bring value to you and your platform because I've, I've actually put the links in the book as well. So anybody who reads the book will have access to those. Uh, we believe the book has the potential to become an international bestseller. So we're taking pre-orders. Um, so yeah, thank you so much for this. I really, really appreciate it. 